Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Kylie Camps and welcome to the podcast. This space is dedicated entirely to making a difference in the lives of women. I believe we all have a right and a responsibility to truly live our best lives. It all begins with curiosity, changing our thinking and cultivating more self-love. Through thoughtful conversations and shared experiences, I really hope that you can take something away from this podcast. I'm a business owner, a speaker, a sleep consultant and mum of twin boys. I've also recently completed some training in the cognitive behavioral therapy space and I'm super, super passionate about the ability that we all have to really improve our days. And ultimately, when we take ownership of improving our days, we're really improving our whole life. So let's get stuck into today's episode. Welcome to today's episode. This podcast is all about sharing with you some of my favorite children's books of all time. Now, we have a lot of children's books in this house, and I think I probably could have shared with you my top 50 kids' books in one go, because when I was looking through all of the ones that we have available, I was like, that one's great, that one's great, that one's great, and it was a bit tricky to narrow it down to just 10, but... I guess I can do these in installments. So these are 10 and they're a bit of a mixture, um, bit of a mixed bag that I wanted to share with you. And these are ones that we all enjoy. So not just books that have a great messaging behind them, but also books that just make the kids laugh, which I think is so important because yes, I would love for them to have an attachment to reading for learning and growth and curiosity. But I also think it's just one of life's pleasures to escape into a book, into a story. And so there are some fun light books that I want to share with you as well. Now, if you have followed along for a while, you will know I am a bookworm through and through. I love to read. I always have done. Some of my greatest memories are surrounding just having time to escape into a full book, which I know sounds a bit funny, but I can remember one of the first nights um, away from the boys, I read a book cover to cover and it was just so nice to be able to voraciously and uninterrupted and to read completely uninterrupted. Um, And, you know, as a kid, I can remember going on family holidays and being in the back of the car sandwiched between my two sisters and just escaping into a novel. And so when I fell pregnant, I read to the boys when they were in my belly and it's something that we've continued to do. It's part of their bedtime routine. So it's going on nearly seven years strong of reading each and every night to them. I think I could probably count on one hand the amount of times we've skipped bedtime books in favor for something else like a bedtime chat or 
Perhaps if, you know, things have just the days gotten away from us and bedtimes come around faster than we realize those sorts of things, we might skip it. But it's such a nice way to end the day. And I recently heard a term about thinking about your day with bookends. Like, how do you bookend your day? How do you start it and how do you finish? And I think those two things are so important. And for kids in particular, they feel confident when they can safely predict the outcome of certain things. So if they know that they have that cornerstone of their day, that they're going to get that connection time with you, it can be really, really soothing and comforting. And it's just a nice way to end the day. And that bond, that connection is one of the reasons to read to your children. But there are other ones as well from helping them to understand story, helping them to process things that are going on in their own life, Also just dialogue and language um, and just the sound of words, exposing them to different words is so important. And there's a lot to be said, even just for simple books, for nursery rhymes. Nursery rhymes are great for cognitive development in little ones too, but I will get stuck into these books. So the first book that I wanted to share with you is one that is called All the Ways to be Smart. And now I have the pile of books next to me. So you may hear me opening and flicking through them. Um, And I might even read little bits of them. I don't think legally I'm allowed to read the whole book. (laughs) But I love this book, All the Ways to Be Smart, because it really, really encourages us as parents to open the conversation with kids about how there are different ways to be intelligent. And that's something that I'm always trying to instill in the boys, which is one of the reasons I don't put much focus at all on their report cards, because that's just one way that they can, you know, be identified as being intelligent or feel that they've progressed in some way. And I'm very, very fortunate. The boys go to a school that is so aware of these sorts of things. You know, the boys school always says when it comes to testing, just remember, this is a test for this area, but this test doesn't tell you what sort of a friend you are or how loving or how kind or how athletic you are. Like their school is great. But again, just that conversation with kids about there's so many different ways to be intelligent. And so this book is by... Davina Bell and Alison Colpoise, All the Ways to Be Smart. And so I'll just read you two pages from it. And it says, smart at drawing things with claws, facts about the dinosaurs, folding airplanes for flying, smart is kindness when there's crying. And it goes on like that. And I love a book that rhymes as well. And the boys always say that to me. Um, We take turns of choosing the books. Like we don't have a a roster, but we'll just sort of, you know, whoever wants to choose the books that night. And if I'm the one picking them out, the boys will always say, mum, you always choose books that rhyme. I just like them. Um, And so that book I love. It's an easy read. It's illustrated beautifully. And it really presents the message of, hey, There are so many different ways that you can be smart, which can only be a good thing to teach our kids. Now, the next book is Uncle Bearskin's ABC. Now, this is a large book and it is beautiful. The illustrations in this book are breathtaking. You could easily like remove pages of this book and display the art. It's so, so pretty. Um, And so this one is the ABC. So each page obviously has a letter and then it has a word that perhaps 
might not be one that you would use that often with your kids. I mean, there's a mixture of them. Like there's darling for D, but there's also words like cacophonous for C. So that might be one that otherwise you might not say to your children. And I probably didn't even pronounce it right. Even just ones like, you know, M is for majestic. And then it's got the definition of that, you know, showing impressive dignity or beauty. And the art on the opposite page represents the M. So in particular, this one's a mouse wearing a crown looking very, very regal and majestic. And it's just such a beautiful book. And it's a great opportunity for kids to practice and adults (laughs) to practice different words and different sounds and to have fun just trying to pronounce those words as well. So that's the Uncle Bearskin's ABC. And that is one that you would definitely have displayed in your nursery if you've got a baby. Like it's just so beautiful. Next is one that I picked up just in Kmart and it is called Chomp Goes to School by Melissa Mattox and Mark Chambers. And this book is a real favorite with the kids. We've been reading it for years. It's definitely looking loved, but they still love it every single time. So Chomp is a shark and he's going to school. And it's about how, I guess, Chomp integrates at school and how he feels different and other from the students because he's the only shark and how the students perceive him to be something that he's not. The other students in the underwater school are afraid that Chomp will eat them. And towards the end, Chomp reveals he's actually a vegetarian and he overcomes feeling other and he joins in and he has a great time. And I just like that book. I like that book for this book for a couple of reasons. It's an easy way for kids to digest that we're all different and that it's a good idea to give people the benefit of the doubt. And I think that's probably the thing that I like most about all of these books is that it opens a conversation and a dialogue to have with your children because we're all so busy. You know, we're going about our day and we're thinking, oh, you know, am I teaching my kids enough? And our kids just learn by osmosis. So we're always teaching them, but actually setting aside the time to read, it opens up an easy dialogue where you can teach them life lessons in an effortless way, I think. Um, So, you know, two pages in this book, it says, Chomp tried to remember what his dad said about smiling, but he knew it wouldn't be easy. It seemed that everyone already had lots of friends. And the illustration on this page is, you know, Chomp looking very shy and everyone else has their little groups, like the starfish are playing together, the lobsters are playing together, um, the crabs are drawing a crab in the sand, and he's just in the middle feeling a little out of place. And so even being able to point to that illustration and say, oh, you know what, mummy's felt that way before. When I started work at a new place, or I can remember when I started school, and it just gives your kids, I guess that doorway that they can step through to share their experience as well. Um, And it has just a nice resolution. And it says in there, you know, everywhere he went, Chomp felt like he didn't belong. Um, And then, you know, it gets to a point where he says, eat you, I would never eat you. I'm a vegetarian. And so I love it. I love it. It's a good book and it's a good Kmart find. And the next one was actually from Kmart as well. And it is called... We Are All Equal by P. Crumble and Jonathan Bentley. Again, just a nice message 
illustrated really beautifully. It's all animals and the whole concept of this book is just that we can all have our differences but that doesn't mean that we're not equal. So an example, we are all equal. Your house may be small. I am not better with room to stand tall. And that's a bear and a tortoise having dialogue there. Another one. We are all equal. You're shaped unlike me. I'm small and slender. You're strong and sturdy. So it's a nice, very obvious message behind this one and it says on the back no matter who you are where you come from where you live what you look like who you love whether you are small or tall whether you walk or run this book celebrates the richness in our differences and the joy that we are all equal and now I know that right now politically there's a lot to be said about the fact that we're not all treated equally And that's something that I don't feel super qualified to speak about. But I think keeping in mind age appropriateness for children, that's such a simple message about we're all different, but let's try and foster the belief that we all are equal. Now, the next book is one of our favorites and it is by Aaron Blaby and again you can find these books I mean bookshops obviously but Kmart has a lot of his books so Aaron Blaby or Blabby I'm I'm unsure how to pronounce it we have a lot of his stuff and another one that the boys love is called Sunday Chutney they always they think that's the most like just hilarious book but the one that I've got in front of me is called Piranhas Don't Eat Bananas And it never fails to get a laugh. And again, the artwork is just super cute. And so it's a little cohort of piranhas and one of them is trying to encourage his friends to eat a banana. So it says, hey there, guys, would you like a banana? And then his friends say, what's wrong with you, Brian? You're a piranha. Well, how about some silver beet? Are you serious, Brian? We eat feet. And just the illustrations of these little piranhas, you can't help but change your articulation to suit their characters. And there's a part at the end where it's like, um, don't be silly, we eat bums. So it has got the bum word in it, which I know some parents don't love. And I know the boys teacher at school always says, we can say bum when it comes to this book. I have no problems with my kids using that word just personally, but it's such such a good little read and it's nice and simple and as your children get a little older because it does rhyme and the simple and the sentence structure is very simple and funny like my two are happy to read this one aloud as well they don't need me to read that one to them they'll read it to me which is nice um keeping in line with light books and ones that make them laugh this book was gifted to us when the boys um were first born And it's called What's the Matter, Auntie May by Peter Friend. And now full disclosure, um, this book is missing two pages because it's one that the kids have loved so much. And I read to them when they were toddlers and they just got overexcited and ripped out a page one day when they were little. But the sticker on the front says 2013 shortlist children fiction. So it definitely was one that we received when they were born. And yes, it's called What's the Matter, Auntie May And it's a little boy, simple illustrations, but still beautiful. 
and he goes to spend the day with his auntie and he's trying so hard to help, but he's just a bit of a walking disaster. And again, it's just funny stuff. So it's, you know, spoken from his perspective and he's asking, you know, Auntie May, what's the matter? And so it says, you know, um, maybe perhaps start from the start on this one. It says, I have some questions, Auntie May. Why did you shout at me today? And why were you a little gruff? Why did you scream enough, enough? Was it because I tried to help? Was that why you began to yelp? When I began to sweep the floor and knocked the broom through your screen door. And so the illustrations, it's quite a prim and proper kind of old fashioned Auntie May. And she's just looking mortified. And this little boy looks so pleased with himself, even though he's holding the screen door on a broom. And it says, or was it when I tried to clean your antique vase, which fell between the cupboard and the lounge room wall, and now is not a vase at all? I think I said vase and then vase. I always switch between the two. At least I cleaned up all the bits and now it much more neatly fits and so on and so forth. And it's just a good story. The kids love that one. They think it's hilarious. Um... Another one that they really enjoy and they'll often pick up is Wacky Wednesday, which is a super old Dr. Seuss story. And the copy that I have in my hands right now is from when I was a child and this book has been (laughs) through it. Like it is yellow and it smells like an old book, but it still serves the purpose. And I think it's still a good story. So if you're not familiar with the Wacky Wednesday story by Dr. Seuss, it's all about a little a child. I'm actually not sure whether it's a boy or a girl. Um, wakes up and the day is very wacky. And wackier things continue as the day go along. And by wacky, you know, just things that are out of place. So with each page, more things are out of place, and it encourages you to count them. So by the end of the story, you're like you're looking for twenty things that are out of the ordinary. You know, things like there's a lady beetle holding up a fridge. There is a mouse chasing a cat. There's an umbrella in a pot. Um, There's, you know, an adult in a pram being pushed by a baby, that sort of stuff. But it really does engage kids and it helps with critical thinking too because there are things in there that you're like, oh, that's definitely an obvious one. Then there are not so obvious things as well that are out of place. So that's a good one. And I imagine that like your Dr. Stor- your Dr. Seuss stories and whatnot, you could even find them in your op shops. Like heading to your op shops to get books is such a great idea. Um, not to mention, of course, your libraries and things like that. So another book that I want to share with you is by the Teeny Tiny Stevies. Now, if you have young children, you'll know the Teeny Tiny Stevies, I'm sure. They are a duo from Melbourne and they perform music with purpose for children. It's basically kids' music that doesn't suck. You know, like sometimes it can be hard to have children's music playing all the time if it if you don't enjoy it. But the Teeny Tiny Stevies, it's so beautiful and easy to listen to and it's got so much more purpose behind it. Of course, there's totally a time and a place for songs about fruit salad, yummy, yummy, all that stuff. But Teeny Tiny Stevies, their songs have a reason. You know, they have one about school drop-offs, um, 
so many things. But one of the books that I have from them is The Family Love is Love. And that is a song as well. And I definitely suggest going to watch their video clip on this. But when I first heard this song, this was, you know, well before I um, found myself to be a single mum. So like in a very standard family unit, mum, dad, two kids. But when I heard that, heard this song, Family Love is Love, I just had tears running down my face because I was like, this is so important. This is important that we teach our kids the diversity amongst families so that it's not a foreign concept to them. You know, growing up, if someone had two mums, that was a bit different for us. But now for this generation, that's it's all part of the parcel. And so more books like this, the better. And so it just encourages you to really think about different family dynamics. And I won't sing it because my gosh, you'll all tune out. But an example, it says, you know, 118 Karingal Street lives a mum and a dad and two kids under three. And once a year, their stepsister flies out from Mexico way on her school holidays. At number 16, Warneet Road lives a boy, his two mums in their weatherboard home. Every Sunday, his dad comes on by and they talk over lunch and they show him around. And then it just goes into a beautiful chorus. And again, illustrated really, really beautifully. Great read, great message. Love the teeny tiny Stevies. All about it. Now, the second last book that I'll share with you, again, I think this could be a Kmart book. I could be wrong. It's called The Problem with Problems. And this book really, really um, helps kids to understand that we all face problems of all different sizes and there's ways to deal with them. And they represent problems with little monsters. Then they have children dealing with the monsters. So on the page that I've just opened up, it says, you'll find them in cafes. And it's a little girl with her hand up to a plate of food with a little problem monster on it. And she's saying, yuck. And then under it, it says plate and in playgrounds and cues. So at the playground, there's a little problem monster at the top of a slide because a child looks fearful to go down the slide. So that's when he's facing a little problem or in a queue, you know, there's a child that's having a meltdown and there's a problem monster saying, I'm hungry, and another one saying, I need to wee. And so it's just about, you know, telling our kids that when problems pop up, that's normal and they're problems of all different sizes. And it encourages our kids to look at it twice from a new point of view. Maybe it isn't a problem for you. I love it. Great story simple concept again opens up a dialogue to have with your kids and now the last book that I wanted to speak about is called Hey Warrior and I have mentioned this book before because I actually interviewed the author on the podcast and she's amazing her name's Karen Young and if you've not listened to that episode of the podcast it's all about anxiety in children and I learned so much from her just in my short conversation with her And I reached out to her because of this book, Hey Warrior. It is a beautiful book. Again, I've said that so many times, sorry. Um, But it's all about explaining the amygdala to children. So explaining that we all have an amygdala in our body and encouraging, in our brain, encouraging them to name theirs and notice 
how it serves us. So our amygdala is a part of our brain that might want us to fight or flee or freeze and it brings anxiety to the surface and our worries and it's just encouraging kids to go, okay, you know what, that's part of my brain, it's trying to protect me but hey warrior, you don't need to protect me right now, I'm safe and then it talks you through some techniques to encourage your children to, I guess, effectively practice mindfulness and to calm their amygdala down when they are feeling overwhelmed. And I love it because anxiety is a normal part of life. We all have varying degrees of it. Some people are crippled by it and other people only experience it appropriately, you know, when there is something to be anxious or worried about. But this book just helps to take some of the mystery out of it for our children and to encourage them to look at it a little more objectively. So that one is called Hey Warrior. I hope that this episode has been helpful for you. I definitely encourage all parents and aunts and uncles and friends of children to read with your kids. It's such a great activity. I know sometimes it's like the last thing that you feel like doing, but there are so many benefits to it. And I hope that you can bring some of these books into your reading routine as well. And I would love to hear from you on social media. Share your favorite books with me. Pop them up on your stories and tag me at Kylie Camps because I'm always on the lookout for more great reads for kids. And yes, if they have a message behind them, brilliant. But also if they're just light and fun, that is great as well. So thank you for listening to this episode and I'll speak with you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.